Welcome to Chamberlain University's MSN CourseCast. Each episode in our series will introduce and discuss key concepts from the modules in one of your courses. These episodes are intended to enhance your learning when you're on the go, so feel free to listen to them anytime and anywhere. Welcome to the Learning on the Go podcast for Nursing 519. My name is Allison Sabin and I teach in the MSN program here at Chamberlain University. Joining me today is my MSN program colleague, Heather Rivera. Thanks so much for joining us, Heather. Thank you so much, Allison, for having me. Well, it's great to have you. We've been having a great conversation over these past several episodes, and today our podcast is going to focus on the Synergy model. So I'm excited about that as we look at application of that model to practice. If this is your first podcast or if you've joined us in other episodes, I just want to say to all of our listeners, welcome and thanks for attending. We really appreciate you taking time to listen to the Learning on the Go episodes. And as I mentioned, our topic is going to center on the Synergy model as a framework for advanced nursing practice. During this episode, we're going to begin by talking about the Synergy model overall and how it can be used to support nursing practice in a variety of different care settings. After we've had a chance to look more closely at the model, we're going to examine a specific case scenario in detail and apply that model to the case situation. As we unpack the patient characteristics in the scenario, we'll also talk about the nursing competencies and characteristics that are needed for care and the synergy that is created between those patient and nurse characteristics. And finally, we'll wrap up by talking about how the specific needs of that individual will guide the nursing care using that synergy model as a framework. This sounds like a really great follow-up to our earlier episode where we applied the holistic health assessment practices and talked about how they lay a foundation for person-centered care. Once the information from that holistic assessment has been gathered, the synergy model can be applied as a framework for practice. True. That's a good point. That's a good point. We have to really have that assessment in place first. Right, right. So let's dive in and start with an overview of the synergy model to highlight the points that you just made about how it's built upon a detailed assessment and how it serves as that framework for practice. The Synergy model was originally developed as a model for care within the intensive care unit, but it really has meaningful applications across a lot of different healthcare delivery settings. In a nutshell, it's based on the idea that knowing and understanding the needs and perspectives, as well as the characteristics of patients and their families is essential for nursing care. The model also takes into consideration the nurse competencies and characteristics that are needed to facilitate healing and restoration of health. The synergy part of the synergy model can be seen right here. The notion that synergy is created when nurses recognize individual patient needs and can respond to those needs with specific competencies and characteristics that support healing and a return to a healthy state. The Synergy model also recognizes the environment within which the care is taking place. For example, the hospital environment or the home, long-term care or an outpatient setting, 
Of course, in its original version, the ICU was the context for care. But clearly, the concepts in this model can be applied to many different points along the care continuum. That's such a great point, Heather, because as we know, our patients don't stay in ICU. Um, they, they certainly traveled throughout the continuum, and the Synergy model, while it had its you know, beginnings there in ICU, it's an awesome framework that really can be applied in so many different settings. It's, it's interesting because I think Synergy, if we were to talk with nurses and, and even talk with patients, that feeling of Synergy is something that can be related to. It's very relatable in your nursing practice. Those, those moments when you are very aware of the needs and you're able to respond in a meaningful way, that Synergy that's really created is a wonderful um, framework. It really is an art, if you will. It kind of brings mm -hmm. out the art of nursing. And, and in today's practice setting, it's so important for the patient experience as well. So the Synergy model, um, like, like you mentioned, it can be used in so many different settings. But I was thinking one way that might help us to really get to know the model and unpack the different elements would be to apply it to a specific case situation. I think that sounds like a really great idea. And with my background in critical care, it's easy for me to come up with an example of the Synergy model in its original form. Great. So I want to share with you. I want to share with you a story of a gentleman that came into our hospital. He was a young college athlete and suffered a devastating football injury that left him paralyzed from the neck down. Fortunately. He was in a location in which a trauma center was nearby, maybe 15 Good. or 20 minutes from the site of the accident. Um, this gentleman came in, had to undergo immediate surgery, and spent about the next week and a half, two weeks in the intensive care setting. And so if we really think about this gentleman's scenario in relation to the patient characteristics that are a part of the Synergy model, you have a young 21-year-old athlete who has suffered this devastating injury, potentially life-threatening injury, definitely life-changing. Stop and think about the resilience, you know, patient resilience. How is he going to be able to withstand the physical and emotional stress in order to adapt to this new acute injury? What about his vulnerability? What are some of the stressors that are now going to impact his life? Absolutely. Yes. I'm thinking physical vulnerability as well as the long-term mm -hmm. picture there, Heather. That's just, um, a, a, like you said, truly life-changing. Yes. You know, what about the complexity of his needs? We're talking about someone who is now paralyzed from the neck down, that's been completely independent before and thriving in life, and now they're paralyzed from the neck down. How complex is their life and, and resources needed going right. to be moving forward. What about his ability to participate in his care? Is he going to be able to make decisions and participate in the decision-making process? And what about the predictability of his course of illness? You know, if we stop and think as nurses, if you've never taken care of a patient in a similar situation, just imagine all of the things that are going to disrupt this patient's life, all of these different characteristics. And this particular gentleman just had a vivaciousness about him. He had a thirst for life, a positive attitude. Given this new acute injury and this future chronic illness or chronic disability that he's going to be working with, and 
in that time frame in the critical care setting, he was in a very positive and forward-thinking state, something that we don't often see. Oh, and that combined, <laughs> it, it really impressive. is, really is. That combined with a couple of the nurses that really took ownership of his care. Two nurses that I'm thinking of in particular, they made it a point to be there and take care of him every chance they had. They came and visited him on their days off. They saw how much he wanted to live and wanted to improve. You know, the nurses, their thought processes were very forward-thinking. They were very much an advocate for this gentleman. He had That's a fantastic wonderful. family and community that surrounded him. You know, he was able to progress from the critical care setting and move into a long-term care setting for rehab. You know, again, the resources that were available to him, he was in a very unique situation um, and had resources that were available. Good. Even in the chronic setting, um, you know, the long-term care setting and, and the progression or the transition from acute illness into chronic disability, he maintained the spirit of wanting to help others, of wanting to improve himself. And it's that, those patient characteristics and that holistic health assessment, when you combine that with the nursing characteristics and the nursing elements, that's what creates that synergy model. Mm, so true. That's so true. I, you know, as you describe him, Heather, not only am I impressed just by the spirit of this young man had, obviously very, very positive and looking at life with full of hope, um, even in a, in a very tragic situation where many of us would perhaps be feeling pretty depressed. That right there is impressive, but it does. It speaks to that internal, that sense of self, that sense of self-worth and of hope and looking forward. And I'm just thinking about uh, so it, that it captures so many of the characteristics you talked about. It demonstrates resiliency. It demonstrates just the willingness to participate in care and, and in decision-making and being an active partner and what a difference that can make. Now, we fully recognize that not, you know, not every patient maybe is in that scenario, but in this particular case, it's a wonderful example of how those patient characteristics can build a sense of synergy with the nurse characteristics and the nurse competencies. So let me just ask you a couple questions about the nurse characteristics, if you don't mind, and, and maybe I'll tie this into our model while we're talking about this situation, because I do think it is a, a great application of synergy model. It's so helpful for us to think about the significance of that individual and his characteristics. And also, I'm thinking about the nurses you described, again, really, really moving, and their willingness to go the extra mile and use themselves, their their knowledge, their competency, um, to advocate for his well-being and to really demonstrate caring at its core. Some of the nursing characteristics that we see in the Synergy model are things like clinical judgment. Of course, we all tend to think of clinical judgment and clinical reasoning as a very important nursing competency. True, it is very important also in the Synergy model. We want those nurses in the ICU or in any care setting to be able to assess and care for uh, individuals and families in a very astute manner, um, having that clinical judgment and a reasoning ability is, is foundational. 
One of the other characteristics is advocacy and moral agency. And what I heard you describing, Heather, were nurses that really picked up this ball and ran with it. They were advocating for his well-being from the moment he arrived until his transition to a different facility which is mm-hmm. tremendous. It makes a difference. Am I right? I, you know, I just, I'm thinking, it, what if there wasn't that advocacy there? Right. You're absolutely right. You know, it, this took place in an area where there's long-term care facilities close by. You know, he was definitely approved to go to some of these places. And it was part of the nurse's advocacy for him that, no, this isn't good enough for him. We need to look at other opportunities. What He has these resources. We need to push these resources. And and that was, I truly believe that was a key component in his ability to get to the type of rehab facility that he was able to get to. It was in another state, but it was in part the nurses recognized something about him and really, you know, took that to heart and said, this local facility, while it's great, it's not good enough for him. He's got something special that we need to really push and advocate for. Absolutely. And it sounds to me, and I'm filling in a blank here so you can tell me if I'm wrong, but by going that extra mile and advocating, he was then able to return closer to his home community. And is is that the case, Heather? And and I'm thinking that if if that were the case, then right away you're surrounded with more resource you know, not just the availability, Mm -hmm. but the types of resources, those social supports, family supports, and community supports that they do take on a different meaning uh, when caring for for someone that obviously is a valuable member of that family. Right. You're absolutely right. Those nurses, just listening to you describe them, obviously you've encompassed so many caring practices, whether it was physical care, emotional care, I'm sure it must have been a a very difficult time, but also caring practices that go beyond that physical care and really thinking down the road, caring for him in the next phase, making sure that he was in a facility that would meet his needs, his unique needs as a young man, generationally very different from maybe needs of of an older client or an older patient, Mm -hmm. and also his needs as a a young athlete. You know, obviously Mm -hmm. not returning to that former state, but being able to build on his strengths, his strengths personally to uh, to continue to work in that way. It had to take a lot of collaboration, and that, of course, is one of our nursing characteristics, uh, is collaboration and systems thinking. Boy, they go hand in hand, do they not? We, we they deal really with do. systems, whether it's interdepartmentally between the ICU and, let's say, surgery or radiology or, you know, all the different hospital departments, but collaboration with other systems, other healthcare organizations and long-term care facilities, and they they certainly demonstrated that they were using that gift of systems mm-hmm. thinking, which almost becomes like an art itself to think about how can we make these systems work for the good of this patient and family, uh, and collaborating with others certainly is a big part of that. Responding to diversity, while it sounds like he was not from the area, they were certainly listening to and hearing his needs, His um, probably his family's. I'm reading in here again, but I'm assuming there probably was some family contact there, and being mm-hmm. able to 
appreciate those things. They may or may not have been different from the nurses, but taking the time to learn about those elements that might be similar mm -hmm. and they might be different. Uh, those cultural aspects were certainly important. And two of the other final nurse characteristics that I'm sure everyone probably remembers reading about in the lesson, but the clinical inquiry and the and facilitating learning. We sort of touched on those earlier because many of these do overlap. And when we see those nurses really doing some, for lack of a better word, some close research and really critically examining what are the options for this patient, how can we best plan for his next steps in the care continuum? Thinking beyond just the here and now in this ICU, CU unit, but what's next? And thinking mm -hmm. in an innovative way, well, that looks good, but what if? And, and just stretching those possibilities. And along the way, helping him to learn and his family. Again, I'm reading in some of this just based on what you've shared, but those nurse characteristics are invaluable, whether you're in ICU or maybe you're facing a chronic situation, you're working with patients mm -hmm. or families in a chronic or dis a disabling situation such as this. It's so important to be able to think beyond the here and now, use your systems thinking, your clinical reasoning and problem solving skills to really consider those next steps and what would be best. Heather, this application you provided is amazing. It's great to see this, and I can see how the ICU setting would have been a, a wonderful launch point for this model because it fits so well. The synergy that is needed between the, the ICU nurse and, and the patient and the system within which they're operating. It's interesting to think about how that same synergy translates to different care settings, like we talked about. You mentioned the long-term facility, and, and I'm thinking mm -hmm. about even home care and, and, a, and a clinic, um, hospice. Really, any, any setting that we think about, we can apply those concepts of the nurse and the patient characteristics melding in their environment, in that system, to really bring about synergy. Right, right. You're absolutely right. You know, it, the synergy really does make a difference in the patient's experience and that overall outcome of care. And if you keep in mind the patient's characteristics and the nurse's competencies and characteristics, it, like you said, Allison, it really is important no matter where you practice. And, you know, if we take this particular story and put a little twist on it, you know, this is a young gentleman with a life-threatening injury. What if it didn't go as planned, and it ended up being an end-of-life situation. Mm, true, um, true. The synergy model really applies not only to acute and chronic illnesses, but also at the end of life. And, you know, if we take this same scenario, we now have potentially an acute loss of life. And if you look at the patient's characteristics, those now kind of become the family characteristics, but they still apply. You know, the family's resilience, vulnerability, complexity, resources. Are they able to participate in those next steps and the decision-making? Um, yes. So it, the synergy model in, at the end of life at times transitions into the family's characteristics. Right. That's you know? a great point. That's a great point. And, and you're right. This situation could have had a very devastating ending uh, with a sudden sudden loss of life, and that would have certainly made so many pieces of this scenario different. It's interesting to think about how that model can be valuable regardless. 
the family, you're right, would have been facing so many different things, and the nurses would still be relying upon those competencies of, you know, expert clinical judgment at the time of care, advocating for the patient and advocating for uh, the family at the at this at a tragic loss of life, for example. Caring, you know, caring practices. Boy, we know they apply in all settings. Um, certainly, at end of life, they have a very special meaning. But again, thinking about if this particular case had a different ending, the collaboration and systems thinking, being that this was not home, this was not a, a home location, that there was uh, a distance of traveling involved, that would definitely have, have impacted. And so the, the nurses being able to draw upon those systems thinking skills and a willingness to collaborate potentially long distance in an innovative way, using those clinical insights to really advocate for the best interest of the patient would certainly have been important, definitely so. It's interesting to consider the synergy model overall. And Heather, I just want to thank you for the example that you shared because it provides us with a picture really across the gamut from acute injury to a chronic situation and disabling lifestyle and, and fortunately it sounds like this individual has adapted well and yet we all know that we could take that synergy model and apply it in a situation involving the end of life and it would certainly be equally important to the care provided for that family. Heather, I want to thank you again for joining us. This episode has been particularly meaningful because we can think about very tangible ways that nurses touch the lives of other people, whether it's their patients or family members or their colleagues. It, it's just a, an important part of who we are in the nursing profession. And so I've, I've especially enjoyed this episode and I wanna thank you for sharing some of your experiences and allowing us to talk about how the Synergy model builds on that holistic health assessment, like you pointed out earlier, if we don't have that assessment, that holistic perspective, we really don't have a framework to apply. So once we have that holistic view, that, that lens that we're looking through, we can use the synergy model as a framework to support truly person-centered care. So thank you for joining us, Heather. Absolutely. Thank you, Allison. And for those of you listening, you know, I think this is, I think the synergy model and the application of the synergy model is one of those key elements that at times separates a bachelor's prepared nurse or an associate's degree nurse from that master's prepared nurse. Those of you listening and once you finish your master's degree, you now have the tools to take that holistic assessment, take a step back and really look at your patients under a different magnifying glass. Look at their resilience, their vulnerability, their complexity. You're not just listening for breath sounds and checking pulses anymore. You're taking it to another in-depth level and really understanding the patient's whole perspective and the family's. Now take your own nursing characteristics and, and that deeper level of, you know, how can I facilitate the learning and, and the opportunities for this patient? How can I be innovative in providing resources for this patient to thrive? Take it to that next level. And I hope that this podcast gives you some insight into what you're capable of through the learnings in 
in our 519 as well as this entire program, you're very equipped to take it to that next level and take it one step further to advocate for your patients and improve their outcomes. Absolutely. That's, that is so true, Heather. And sometimes we, uh, we just kind of keep going because work is busy and nursing care is busy and our pace yes. is so rapid. But truly pausing to realize the impact that is had and the influence that that MSN prepared nurse can make, mm -hmm. both at the bedside or in administration or in education or wherever your career may take you, that MSN preparation, it really does equip you in a unique way to advocate for your patient. Well, again, thank you so much for thank joining. You. Yes, thank you, Heather. This has been a great, great discussion. And thank you, students, for listening, for joining us for this episode. We wish you all the best as you continue with additional coursework, and we appreciate you joining this Learning on the Go episode. Good luck and have a great rest of your class session. Now that you've explored some important concepts related to your modules, if you have not done so already, please turn your attention to the course materials in your online course for additional application and practice of these concepts.